Hello, welcome. How are you? Welcome back to How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast brought to you by these3rooms.com. My name is Lindsay Blair, and if you don't know by now, I am your host, the editor of these3rooms.com and Kitchens, Bedrooms and Bathrooms magazine. You could say I'm fairly used to talking about all things kitchen and bathroom design, which is good because that's exactly why I am here in your ears. If you're planning a new kitchen or bathroom, this podcast is sure to help you out. Each episode is filled with lots of design tips and ideas to get your project off the ground and help you achieve the space you have been dreaming of. So far this series, I've talked to my guests about ways to be more sustainable when buying a new kitchen, how the noise in our homes can be reduced with the latest innovations and ideas for the downstairs loo. Remember to go back and listen to those episodes if you've missed them. But this week it is Spa Bathrooms. Ah, even as I sit here in my rather compact podcasting studio, I can imagine a glorious spa setting with tranquil music, freshly squeezed juice, herbal teas, the sound of cascading water, the relaxation. Now, I do have to try quite hard to imagine those things, but my mind is there. Okay, back to reality for a sec. On a serious note, spa bathrooms are a growing trend and something many more of us are looking to create in our own homes. And while you may not have the space for a cascading waterfall or a juice bar, let's be real, there are ways in which you can create that same relaxing feel right under your own roof. And a bit of me time never hurt anyone now, did it? To find out what it means to have a spa bathroom at home and how you could bring a little bit of this vibe into your space no matter its size, I am handing over to KBB Magazine's Irina Jakob, who has found an interior designer to answer all of our bathroomy questions. So pass me a face pack, I am putting my feet up to listen to this one. Hello, my name is Irina and today I would love to welcome creative director and head interior designer Kia Stanford of Kia Designs to our podcast. Hi Kia, how are you? Hiya, I'm really well. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today to chat all things spa bathrooms. I'm really excited about this topic um, because creating spaces where you can relax, unwind and recharge has become a top priority for many renovators. With spending so much time at home in these past few years, I think we have all realized how important it actually is to get that sanctuary feeling in our homes. And the bathroom is absolutely no exception. I believe it's this space where you can go all out and transform it into a zen retreat. Whether you're listening to this episode thinking you'd love to have a spa bathroom but don't know where to start or what it entails, or even if you're looking to achieve the look without fully renovating your space, don't worry, we're going to cover it all. So Kia, let's jump straight into it. What is a spa bathroom? We can all picture a luxurious spa retreat, but what is a spa bathroom when talking about the bathroom in our homes? Spa bathrooms have a really wide variety of different possibilities and they very much mean different things for different people. It can be anything from adding in a whirlpool, putting in a sauna and steam room, a hammam, jets. There are loads of different options and that's what makes them, I think, extremely appealing because people are really looking for something 
that's theirs, something that is going to relax them. And as you said, with us all spending a little bit more time at home over the past two years, it means that people are prioritizing that time at home and making sure that they're using it well. And some of the wellness that we kind of lost without being able to go to gyms and be able to use the facilities there people are looking at ways of being able to bring that into their home. So it's really nice and wide what classifies as a spa bathroom. You don't have to have it all. Obviously, if we did and we had a sauna, a steam room, perfect, amazing. I'm sure we'd all adore it, but it doesn't have to have absolutely everything. It's very personal. Oh, that's very good to know. So if someone is currently renovating, where is the best place to start when designing a spa bathroom? Should you start with the main spa element for you? This could be a large bath or as you said, a whirlpool bath for one person, but for another who perhaps prefers a shower, it might be a nice place to sit with a face mask on or to meditate. Where should you start? Definitely look at how you want to use the space. It's all fine and well doing research into loads of different elements and items that you can put in there. But think about what really is that Zen space for you? What do you see yourself actually being able to achieve on a regular basis? So if it is something like a very common, very popular one to put in is something like a whirlpool bath. They can have higher or lower upkeep, but they are something that people do tend to lean towards because it's something that they find that they will be able to use most often. If it is something like being able to have body jets in a shower, because you find, you know, certain parts, we all sit down, we're all sitting for a large portion of the day, maybe it is those shoulders that are getting a little bit achy, maybe that needs to be your priority. Don't just adhere to what kind of is in the magazines at the moment. Think about what that wellness is for you so that you're going to be able to get the most out of it. As you said, if it is even just a nice spot in the bathroom that actually brings in a kind of meditative quality, that can work as well. Obviously, the bones of it for us are very much the the items that go into it, but we always like to make sure that they're actually going to get used. Amazing. For me, for example, a bath provides the ultimate relaxing experience. Now, get ready, because this is a hot debate, and here at KBB Magazine and these three rooms, we're evenly divided. Are you team bath or shower? Oh, it's such a tough one. Oh, it's such a tough one, isn't it? I have a shower, obviously, every single morning. And for me, that is just routine. That is part of my absolute everyday. The jets in a shower, if you can get them right, are are definitely something that I think for a daily experience of a spa bathroom would hold the higher value for me. But I'm probably team bath um, because that is definitely where I go at the end of the day. If I have had uh, a lot on, I've been moving from project to project, definitely being able to relax into a hot bath, candles, possibly even a nice cold beer, everything like that. That for me is what takes down the stress at the end of the day. Um, I find a shower a little bit more invigorating, which isn't necessarily always something that we think of towards a spa, but it definitely most can be but I think overall I hope I'm breaking a tie for team bath oh you definitely are it's so relaxing isn't it most definitely it's my go-to for end of day relax now how can you ensure you get the right balance of practicality but also design beauty at the end of the day a spa bathroom does have to be practical 
It does. I think that always comes down to being able to pull attention to where you want it in the room. Whirlpool baths, as we said, they're they're one of the most go-to items um, for things like this. Um, Any kind of water therapy is very, very popular. They're not always necessarily the most nice things. They're not the kind of traditional look that we say for a really beautiful bathroom often includes a sort of standalone bath and things like that. These kinds of baths aren't going to be able to fit that. So it's about drawing attention to make sure that it can have that practicality, but that actually that beauty doesn't necessarily need to be just in that bath. It can be in having all of um, the right lighting in there, the right tiles. We do huge amounts of bathrooms that have beautiful artwork in them. Oh, wonderful. Now, what sort of products, fixtures or fittings will help create that spa feel? Uh, I know we mentioned whirlpool baths um, and those special showers, everything about wellness and water therapy. Are there any cool designs or must-haves you'd definitely include in a spa bathroom? I know we've mentioned saunas, maybe a steam shower, for example. Yep, it all comes down to a couple of things, definitely what you're going to use and then space, Um, because being able to have these items in here is fantastic. Being able to maintain them easily within the space is also extremely important. Um, So, for example, we recently put in a two person bath into a property. What we did with there is we stepped it into the floor. So even though it's beautiful and deep, it's really actually comfortable to be able to get into. You're not having to hoist yourself in over a very, very tall lip. And that was really great. But what we did with that was to be able to have the bathwater actually cascade out of the center point of the bath without it needing a tap. That made it really, really beautiful. It really worked to be able to mean that no one is going to have the bad end of the bath or is going to, you know, be knocking their knee on a tap and getting in or out. For that particular couple, that made a massive difference to be able to make sure that that bathroom had that state of luxury to it and then really worked well to have that spa feeling because it meant that they could both easily lie out in the bathroom. Putting in a sauna or a steam room takes a little bit more in terms of effort and a little bit more in terms of know-how. There are loads of available units that at loads of different price points that can create that kind of piece. It's just making sure that they also still look some items on the lower end of the scale can look quite clunky and you're going to need to just work a little bit harder to make sure that they still they still look good in there but products and fixtures i'd say definitely anything with jets whether it be for the uh, shower or for a bath those are definitely a go-to. Any kind of individual standalone pieces for sauna and steam rooms, unless you have a large amount of space to be able to build it in, they can work pretty well. That's very interesting. I'm really curious to see the project that you mentioned, because that's definitely something you've put on my radar. Um, I feel like that's the perfect combination of practical and comfort, but also having that beautiful statement piece in your bathroom. When it comes to baths, is it best to choose one with smart function or can a classic fitted or freestanding bath offer the same retreat-like feeling? Do you think the bath you fitted into the project recreates that feeling even though it didn't have any smart functions? Definitely. It had no smart functions to it at all. The only thing that was absolutely gorgeous about it is it has magnetized cushions that go with it. So even though the bath itself um, was over two meters long, what it meant is you can actually put a cushion both for your head, which is extremely important. And I'll come on to that in a second with some of the freestanding bath options because they're not always the most comfortable. Sometimes they can actually err on the side of 
a little bit uncomfortable depending on the exact design. But also it meant that we could attach one and it can easily move for cleaning to the base. So although the two people who were using the bath weren't the same height, neither of them was disappearing under the bubbles. So it meant that they could put their feet really comfortably. And I think for us, that's the really important thing is making sure that no matter what you go for, that it actually is comfortable to be able to use. As I said, some of those beautiful freestanding pieces, you have to think about how you're actually going to to use that bath. Does it appeal? Is it actually really comfortable to be able to lie back in? Is it only comfortable at one end? If you're using a fitted piece and it's more for a shower, it needs you know a square end um, to one end. That's not going to be comfortable to sit in if you're using a bath. So making sure that you're well aware of where you're having to compromise and where you're really putting in the the effort to make sure that it does exactly what you need it to do. That's such a good point. And as we're still speaking about baths, water therapy has become increasingly popular over the last few years in bathroom design. And recent research by Lusso Stone revealed that search term bath with jets was up by 140% just in the last 12 months. So do you think water therapy is something that we should all include in our bathrooms? Never an all for me because it has to be used, especially jet baths. They really do need to be used in order to be able to take down the amount of maintenance they will need. Being able to clean through those jets, that water moving through it is essential to make sure that they're going to to continue to function well. So if it's something that definitely relaxes you, go for it. Definitely make sure that you you understand where you need them to be. If it's more of an idea of just like, oh, you know, my back is one of those things at the end of the day, or if it's just something that you want to just simply move the water around, how um, fast you want it to be, how strong you want it to be. All of those ideas of like exactly what it's going to be used for is extremely important to then take. And I'm not asking everybody to become a um, an expert in any of these things. We rely on so many bathroom companies to be able to make sure that we're specking the right things and coming to them with all of the information of how our client is going to use it. So definitely not for everybody. And as I said, you've still got to think about how you're going to be able to to maintain it, not just install it. Now, when you think about spa bathrooms, you probably automatically think baths and showers with clever features, as we've mentioned, on a nature-inspired background. But there is so much more that actually goes into it. And you've mentioned lighting. There's also things like the right materials, surfaces, heating, etc. So let's talk about walls and floors first. Which types of surfaces work best in such a bathroom? So for us, being able to create a design here that provides textures is really important. Spas often have a wonderful way of making you feel very tranquil and relaxed. That often comes down to the sound quality that is able to be produced in them. And you'd think that actually loads of really hard surfaces, stone and tile and everything like that, if it creates a really echoey feel, it will feel cold. So it's bringing in the right materials to make sure that you're not creating just a really echoey box. So if it means that you've got different variances where it's a honed material for one item and then a glossy one for the walls, you have to make sure that you're getting that balance right with those materials to make sure that it's going to produce a good sound quality. So for us, the types of surfaces that we'd use in a bathroom like this would be a combination 
we wouldn't necessarily look to use the same thing everywhere. If we did, we'd then look at may- maybe using slightly different variances and making sure that we then have something else to be able to help the sound quality in a bathroom. So those walls and floors are essential to make sure that the sound in that room is not going to just be an echo chamber um, because it will always produce something that doesn't feel very comfortable. Being able to pick something that does have a texture to it instantly gives you a little bit more of a head start on being able to make sure that the sound quality produced by those walls and floors is really good. Also making sure that you have the right slip quality for any of the pieces on the floor, understanding where they need to be and where you're going to be transferring from each of the areas, so important. So that for us is our our first port of call for those walls and floors. There's nothing to say that you can't use a really wide variety of materials for them. We are looking at doing a, a beautiful bathroom at the moment that's going to have a basically concrete finish to all of it. We're going to have to work really hard with that to give that kind of relaxing feeling so that it doesn't feel like it's going to echo too much. That's very interesting. And it's something maybe someone who's renovating hasn't even thought about. And are there any certain materials that would enhance the look rather than the feel? I would say with the look, all of our designs are so personal and they're so intrinsically part of our clients. We don't tend to replicate any of our designs. Uh, They are completely unique and one-off. And I would say anything that brings in a slight bit of interest that draws your attention for a material. So if you're going to use something maybe a little bit different, such as maybe some wood paneling within a bathroom, I mean, it's been used for absolutely forever, but it is one of those things that we still seem to think is a little bit different for a bathroom. But if you're going to pull in something like that, make sure that it is designed to be a feature because any natural material like that will bring us back to that nature, will bring us back to the, it it makes it slightly easier to be able to produce that spa-like look. As I said, with the bathroom that we're doing at the moment, where everything's going to have that concrete feel to it, it's going to be slightly harder to be able to make sure that it feels luxurious without feeling cold. We know lighting can make or break your bathroom experience. How can you use ambient, task and accent lighting to set the right atmosphere? What we tend to do for bathrooms is we do a practical lighting plan. Basically what that means is if we're not using a smart system like Crestron or or Lutron or something like that, that means that we have a lot of control over the type of light that we're producing, we will create a, a basically mapping out to show if we were, for example, having three, uh, a three gang socket, which means that we have three different ways of lighting the room, we'd be able to map those out to see what it is you want to do with each of those light settings. So as you said, like ambient task and accent is one way of being able to do it. So if we've got ambient lighting, say, for example, we've got some really light LEDs underneath a uh, hanging cabinet fantastic but if that's going to be the only light that's on there is that enough for it to just be lit like that and you be in the bath does that produce the kind of ambient lighting or once you hit down to that lower level of relaxing in the bath is that light actually too much is it too in your face with the the levels between the, the two different pieces so we try and map it out to sort of see like okay if what would you be doing at that point where those lights are on um for the task lighting it's 
again, we want to make sure if it's task lighting for um, first thing in the morning, okay, you're going to be, say, brushing your teeth. Are you doing your makeup in this room? Therefore, it needs to be slightly different lighting for that. Um, we need to make sure that whatever it is, those tasks that you're trying to, to do are created within there because the last thing we want is to create light setting in here that is really complicated if we're looking at single switches. Obviously, you can use things like dimmers, and it depends on how much you're going to use that. Um, and you have to think of some, it's less now, but some LED pieces and some lighting from on the continent doesn't tend to dim very well. We actually did a meditation bedroom, which was absolutely fabulous. Um, it had this beautiful zen-like feeling to it. We had these gorgeous lights on the wall that you could pull. They were like clamshells. You could pull them open and closed. Um, and we had these miniature LED lights just to set the tone around the meditation platform. And they were gorgeous, absolutely mini. And we had a, a smart <laughs> smart system in there. But unfortunately, the lights, once they went down under 13%, they had a bit more of a disco feeling to them. Not quite the uh, meditative experience that we were hoping for when actually taking it down. Now, obviously, all of this was preset. Um, so it was one of those things the clients were sort of taking it down, being like, oh, 8%, and it goes all wild. But it was something that we did want. We wanted to actually take it down to that low for the sort of last part of a, of a meditation. And the disco lighting wasn't quite what we were after. <laughs> so we had to work quite hard to be able to reassess that um, in there. But as I said, with it, with the lighting, just be realistic about how many switches you're going to be able to cope with using. If it is three and you've got that task lighting for every single morning, first thing, then you've got a more ambient light for, say, going to the bathroom in the middle of the night or having a really nice relaxing bath. And then you have something that is slightly more aesthetic, um, whether it be uh, we put a starry night ceiling into a bathroom um, for a wonderful client who had um, twins. Um, so you can imagine that this bath was definitely her Zen place uh, to be able to relax. And having that spa that on the third sort of setting really worked to just that be the only lighting in there. So she didn't need that ambient lighting. That was more for a nice relaxing um, shower or going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So think about where that light is hitting, what it's going to affect. And if you can pop it on a plan, just get some, you know, even if you've got your, you know, your kids coloring set there and you just grab a yellow crayon and mark out, this is how far we think it's going to be. This is where the light is going to be angling towards. All of those kinds of things will really help you to sort of see where that right atmosphere needs to be for each of those things. So it's definitely worth spending some time analyzing how you use the space and how lighting can actually help you improve the experience. Now, moving on to heating, can you have underfloor heating in a spa bathroom? Absolutely. We would say it is uh, essential to have underfloor heating in a spa bathroom. Again, it doesn't have to be, you know, it wouldn't be underneath the bath uh, and your installers will really be able to help you out with exactly where you'd be looking to put it. But being able to get out of a, say, a sauna, if you're stepping out and you're stepping onto a cold tile, does that take you out of that feeling? Is it something that you're looking for? If you're putting in something, for example, like a bucket fit at the end where it's going to give you cold water, 
great that's going to be a really you know sort of invigorating that's going to be what you want um to end your kind of spa experience absolutely perfect but for us that underfloor heating to move between the different areas and um, to not take you out of that most people associate spa and relaxation with heat it is one of those things that making sure that you've then got um that underfloor heating in there is very very important that's amazing. And it's also a space saver if you think about it. Now, when it comes to room size, it's amazing if you've got plenty of space to work with as you'll have more creative freedom, as you've previously mentioned. But if someone has more of a compact space, what is that one thing that will provide them with the ultimate spa-like feeling? Lighting. Absolutely lighting. Being able to change how they view the room throughout a day. So if we're in those darker months and, you know, you're getting home and it's already pitch dark um, and you really want to be able to relax, being able to use lighting in that room to give you a really luxurious feeling is so important. And there's no space too compact to be able to give you a really interesting lighting design. So I would say that would be my first go-to to be able to make it feel right. We could open it all up. We could have jets all in there. We can, uh, you know, have a beautiful rain shower and all of those things. But if you're doing all of that under a hundred watt light bulb, that is not going to be the spa-like feeling that you're looking for at the end of the day. For me, especially when you have those small spaces, that lighting is really going to help you out. And do you think this is where accessories might come in as well? Uh, this year's spa aesthetics was up 113% on Pinterest, so it's definitely on the increase. For those finishing touches like bathroom accessories and decorations, is there anything that can help you nail the spa-like look? I would say definitely for me, those accessories need to be part of the overall design right at the beginning. I know that we often think of them as finishing touches, but those are things that you need, need to have built in. As I said, we use a lot of artwork in bathrooms because we find that it it really does help to, to bring things in. We're seeing more and more that people are using plants within all of these areas, which is absolutely fantastic and really does um, and you'll see it on Pinterest the, the millions of bathrooms with uh, with plants absolutely everywhere because that nature really helps to, to relax us that really helps to bring us down um, and often create a very zen space especially when you're looking at small sizes and if you're not necessarily looking to do a huge amount being able to then use that ceiling height or have things hanging anything that can again changes your, the quality for the sound because it's got more items to be able to bounce off and it adds an instant decoration um, to be able to pull in that spa-like look. So if that's something that you're interested in and that's something that really relaxes you for, for that aesthetic, make sure that it is right there at the beginning. It's called a finishing touch, but you are really thinking about it right from that beginning moment. Wonderful. And let's also briefly talk money. Is designing a spa bathroom costly? Yes. <laughs> if you're doing it from scratch, yes, it, it is. And that is normally because there will be items out there that are um, on the lower scale of uh, of price. You know, you can value engineer yourself a, a very, um, a very nice looking spa bathroom. But um how often is it getting used? How do you need to be able to do the maintenance? Does it come with any, um, you know, sort of uh, contract for that? Uh, if you're, you know, not going to be using it very often and then you go to try and use it, you know, a few months later and it conks out on you, how, how are you going to replace it? Does it mean pulling it all out? That the cost of it 
is better used up front. I understand that can be so, so hard, especially at the moment for people. But if you are looking to do it, invest in good fixtures, invest in um, companies that are going to talk you through that do provide um, a way to be able to come back to them and sort of uh, go through any problems that you might be having, because uh, it's a much better investment um, than it is just value engineering something that looks right but isn't going to you know continue to to provide for you i can promise you there is nothing less uh spa bathroom like than getting in and having something not work um that will definitely take you out of the mood that is not going to um be relaxing in any way um and it's going to to yeah that's going to get your blood boiling um so i would say uh invest in those items right at the beginning um, because they will they will stand the test of time. Now some people who might be listening to this might be thinking they'd love a spa bathroom but in actual fact their bathroom is used by kids as well as adults so can you design a spa bathroom that is family friendly too? Oh, absolutely. Obviously mentioned earlier, um, a client who we did a beautiful and actually very compact spa bathroom for, for a lady who had twins. And of course, this was supposed to be her Zen area away from the children. They loved that starry night ceiling. She also found that it was really great to be able to very active, wonderful children, but being able to calm them down at the end of the evening, plonking them in the bath together, putting on just the the starry night sky was something that was then a really nice zen experience for them. I'm really interested in how our sleep is affected by especially the hour before bed, mainly because I have a 20-month-old who um, isn't massively sleep resistant, but she definitely has her moments. And so being able to to have that wind down time and that lighting that you can bring down for those, mo- you know, for that um, bedtime routine is so important. It's just as important for them where life is so, so busy. The life of a toddler is fantastic, but it is actually, you know, still going to be very, very stressful for them. This is often the first time that they're doing anything. Can you think of how difficult our day can be whenever we're learning something new? They're doing that all the time. So being able to give them also that ability to be able to relax. Um, So whether it is that you have, as I said, put in a starry night bathroom or a bathroom ceiling or whether it's something that you've got, you know, a shower that has different lights in it. It will still work to be able to be a family friendly bathroom and have those qualities in it. It's not the first thing you think of is bath toys and things like that. But it does work. They can combine. And the only thing that can be, I think, that people do get a little bit worried with is any of the swirlpool baths and their, their um, three-year-old uh, you know, shoving a foam number into one of the jets. So as I said, being able to talk through with whoever is doing your bathroom, the, you know, the stress and strain that it will be undertaking every single day, they will be able to advise you on items that will work a little bit better for that. A hundred percent. Definitely. If you have children, go for that bathroom, go for that spa. You still, even more so, you might need it. It's all about finding the right balance, right? Yeah. And lastly, Kia, what is your golden rule when designing a bathroom? design it for your life. Pinterest is beautiful. Instagram is inspiring. But none of those things are something that you can jump into and use on a day to day. So make sure that you are designing it for 
you and your life and how stressful that is. If you are going to want to have, you know, 15 different moisturizers in there, make sure you have the storage for it if you still want that minimalist bathroom. If you are going to be having children in there and you still want to be able to have that that spa feeling at the end of the day, make sure it has storage to be able to pull those pieces away and tuck them away so that when you've got your time in there, it works for you. It is your home and it needs to be that relaxing Zen space for you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kia, for sharing all your knowledge with us today. So much food for thought. It's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Feeling relaxed? Can you picture a spa bathroom in your home now? Thank you very much to Irina and Kia there. It was great to find out the ways in which you can, in fact, create that spa feeling right at home. I like the fact that you don't have to go all out to do it either. You could simply invest in one standout piece or introduce elements of spa-like design through the materials that you choose or clever lighting to create an ambient feel to set the right mood. It doesn't have to be all full out. Um, but like I said, not everyone has a space for a cascading waterfall. I don't know about you, but I am feeling very inspired by that chat and do now have the urge to book a spa getaway. Or should I say, make my bathroom at home more spa-like, because that's what this is about. Anyway, thank you to Irina and Kia again, and thank you to you for listening as always. If you do want to get in touch with me or the team, you can email us on hello at these three rooms.com. Don't forget to give us a follow on social media too. We are at KBB Magazine on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest and Twitter. For now, that's it for this time. Join me again next week for more of How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast. See you there.